Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. I am currently recording as well. Excellent. Uh, yes, we're both recording at this point, yes. At this point, yes. there's nowhere else to go but recording. Forgive me, I just wanted to get right off and start with it. Get right off. That's good. Oh, <laughs> you boy, you I didn't, oh. didn't want to get off. You know what I mean. At, le- you know at, at least buy me dinner first, for goodness sakes. <laughs> How about I invite you over for dinner, then I uh, don't follow through with the Italian, and then you invite <laughs> me over for dinner, and then you order Chinese. <laughs> yes. There's a reason I wanted to get right to it. Is uh, oh, wow. I was invited to a concert tonight. Ooh, where are you oh, going? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna let's just talk no Connery voices for this. As as always, where where are you going? Who who are you going I to see? I was invited to go see William P. Nelson. Ooh, yes, he's playing at at Great Woods. Oh, the Great Woods. Oh, you might you might you might run into Scott Shoutgate. He tends to oh, she, he works there sometimes. Ah, excellent, excellent. I'll say I'll say hello if I see him. Yeah, but yes, it appears. Uh, William Nelson, Bob Weir, and Wolf Brothers, The String Cheese Incident, Los Lobos, and Waylon Payne. Ooh, Los Lobos. Yes. That sounds like a good show. I was invited to go see that, so I'm going to ride my bicycle to the train station. And the train leaves at three fifty six. Oh, in that case, let's get that. Let's get let's get rolling. Yeah. Let's get rolling yes. right now. Well, I didn't realize that the show was only from four thirty to eight thirty. Wait, but here it says it's from five to eleven. Uh that's probably op- op- probably early access. To get yes, to I think I can live without Whalen Payne or Los Lobos. As long as you get there for Willie, that's a good show. Of that's, a, that's a good show. I saw him at uh, Farm Aid, twenty sixteen, I believe. They were around in in Connecticut for Farm Aid, and I was like, good. I saw like I think John Mellencamp was there as well. Uh, Willie, of course, and Nathaniel Ratcliffe. At night, I got to meet Nathaniel Ratcliffe, which was really cool. Not to be confused with Daniel Ratcliffe. I was just thinking that. I'm like, he's not Harry I, Potter. I made that joke to him. I, I actually told him that and made a joke to him. I was like, how many people ask you that you're... Um, I couldn't think of the guy's name when I was like saying it. I'm like, let me guess, Harry Potter's kid? <laughs> it's like, yes, Daniel Ratcliffe. It's like, oh, yeah, I get that joke all the time. So I appreciate from a fellow person who has a really annoying name. That's like, oh, where's your brother Luigi, you know? So I feel like me and Daniel Radcliffe really uh, connected that day at Farm Maid. But uh, Dylan Titus. Mario Lima. Welcome. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't know. I got carried away (laughs) there. Mario Lima. Dylan Titus. Mario Lima. Dylan Titus. Mario Lima. 
Sorry, Bert, I got distracted Bert there for Saxby. a second. For a split second, I got distracted. Uh, but uh, I think I think the best way. People walking up the stairs. Oh, okay. Um, I think I think we should get into this episode proper by. Um, Lay it down, child. <laughs> Lay it down, child. Man. And walk into this room. We're 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 in the nineties. We're we're ending the nineties today. When's the last Are time we we've ending done? the nineties? Is, is this not, the last? This is not. This is ninety nine. Really? Oh, nope. Ninety eight. Is it ninety eight? Yeah, oh. we've got how much we got left in the '90s. We got one, two. Th- we got Hunt for Red October, Highlander Two, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Just Cause, and Entrapment. How much of those towards the end of the '90s? So, uh, Hunt for Red October is '90, Highlander Two '91, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves '91, oh. uh, Just Cause '95. So that's four, and then uh, five is Entrapment in '99. Nine. Okay, so Entrapment is the last '90s Connery. Yes. Okay. So we're we're close we're close to it though. So today we are talking about 1998's playing by heart, starring Sean well, Connery, Angelina Jolie, uh, John Stewart. Such a, a crazy cast of people. Well, in this movie. Mario, why are we discussing this film today? Uh, because, because of what podcast? Uh, because we do this podcast called Connery Curious, where we. We go through this wheel of names, and it has every single film on the Sir Sean Connery's filmography, and we spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, we watch that movie, and we review it for you fine people who listen at home. Indeed. Indeed, and it's a good time. It's a great time. Uh, I, I, I had a decent time watching this movie. I watched it with my wife. So yeah. I was like... Cause like I, I was like, oh man, I have to watch. I, I had a really busy week. I was like, all right, I, I got to get Connery time in. So we had a really big stream last night. But I was like, hey, you know what? We're still wide awake. I'm like, hey, do you want to watch a romantic comedy with Sean Connery in it? She's like, all right, I guess I'll try it. And she actually enjoyed the movie. And uh, so I was pleased with that. And I actually got, I actually have my wife's scores along with my scores to the, today so i, I so she's like a ghost guest yeah ghost guest our first ghost guest so i made sure to get her uh all her scores along with mine this week so i'm excited for that part of the show um so yeah i guess it's me get, too well, that's that's awesome yeah so let's let's get into this i guess um yeah so yeah uh you know what i think i've changed my mind so i quick aside uh, the next train is at 5.56. I'm going to take that one up. I can go without Waylon Payne and Los Lobos and the string cheese incident. Oh, you sure? That sounds like it could be a killer time. Uh, yeah, but I just want to... I'll go see Willie Nelson. We'll, we'll, we'll see how time we... We'll, 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 we'll see, we'll when, see how... We'll, uh, we'll see when the time approaches. Uh, when, once we pass like the 3.15. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, where, we'll, see, we'll, 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 we'll see how into this movie we are at that point. Well, I was very into this movie. This was what a, I really liked this movie. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get all the other corporate bullshit out of the way. Um, let's talk business. Uh, business here, playing by heart, nineteen ninety eight. It's a uh, a comedy, romantic comedy drama, uh, rated R. Exactly runtime of two hours and one minute. The Rotten Tomato score is a tomato meter of sixty percent. Audience score of seventy nine percent. Um, 
And I guess it's getting to a quick. Uh, do you want to do a trailer voice could, for could us? Can you say those scores one more time? Uh, we had a sixty uh, percent for the tomato meter, and a audience score of seventy nine percent. Do you agree with those scores, Dylan? No, I disagree with those. Higher scores. or lower? Higher for me. Mm, I think I, I think I agree. How much higher? I, what, what would be your two scores if you had to give them two scores there for for tomato? Oh, I, we'll get to our scores later. It's a higher score for sure. Mm. It's a much higher score. So higher, okay, higher than okay, okay. Yeah, you'll find. I think you'll find that this is one of uh, our um, our better reviewed films. I think so. Yeah, I was like, because you know, usually, I mean, you know, you think Miramax in the nineties. You think like you know, you're chasing Amy, which we get chasing Amy uh, and Swingers and Swingers. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, did they own that at the time? I don't know, possibly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Miramax in the 90s are kind of like, you know, those are the and movies. You get a loving reminder of Harvey Weinstein. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, the, and Bob probably committed equally amount of mm. grossness. Anyway, sorry, let's get off that. Let's not yeah. get off on that. Let me stop phrasing it like that. Sorry. I like your Spawn demon shirt? Is that oh, what this it is? is? Or is that oh, this is, insane clown posse? Oh, no, this is uh, re- Rest in Peace, uh, Bray Wyatt. This was one of his characters in WWE called The Fiend. He just passed away like a few weeks ago. And like so I'm kind of wearing this in remembrance of him. Hmm. He was a great character. He's really cool. I know you're not like much of a wrestling guy, but I, I would look up some Bray Wyatt Fiend stuff. Let's look up his storyline. It was really cool. Really cool okay, stuff. Send, send me some, send I'll, me some I'll, stuff. I'll send you the, the essential clips that you need to watch. Okay. Um, but yeah, speaking of essential <laughs> clips, uh, there's some, I'm sure there's some essential clips we could talk about in this movie. Uh, Playing by Heart is a 1998 American comedy drama film which tells the story of several seeming, seemingly unconnected characters. Uh, it was entered into the 49th Berlin International Film Festival. It stars uh, Gillian Anderson, uh, Elwin Burstein. I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. Uh, Burst, Ellen Burstyn. Burstyn. Uh, Sean Connery. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Angelina, Angelina Jolie. John Moore. F- Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Sorry. Ryan Philip. Felipe. Philippe. 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 I don't know. It could be Philippe. It depends Dennis on your accent. Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Uh, Jenna Rollins. John Stewart. Madeline Stowe. And the list goes on. Playing I think it's Gina Rollins. Sorry. Something like that. Poirot. Pro- Poirot. Uh, but yeah, uh, quite the uh, connect uh, the the crazy stars. The the poster reminds me of like Valentine's Day. You ever seen Valentine's Day? Like the movie with like all the it was like a super group of a movie. Like John George Lopez was in it. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Any actor you could think of at the time was in this movie. Valentine's yes. Day, yeah, just it's very, uh, very reminiscent of that, but uh, so kind of like same kind of thing because I, I feel like for the, the time, it's pretty star-studded. Oh, for sure. For you know, very it's a great cast, very, very a great cast, very good cast. So, uh, sh- so shall we get into this? Yes. Uh, close out a couple of tabs here that are causing distractions. Too many tabs. Too too many tabs. Yes. All right. Um, let's do our. Uh, uh, no really trailer line. Eleven articulate people work through their affairs of the heart in Los Angeles. I thought it was New York. Did you think that? Wasn't it like... Uh, uh, yeah, it was It was definitely L.A. Yeah, because I was wondering that. No, wait a second. No. Well, they talk about... Two- it's, it was New York. They were talking about the Twin Towers. Yeah, two people work in the Twin Towers, so maybe like... No, they don't. 
only one of them does. There was two people that mentioned that they worked there. Well, okay. Oh, that's right. Dennis Quaid is such a good actor in this movie. <laughs> His character is a good actor. He made me believe he worked at Twin Towers, too. There's one person that worked at Twin Towers. What a fucking... <laughs> that... I really liked this movie, Mario. I... I had a really good time with this film. Yeah, there was like some... Like... I just finished it for context about 20 minutes ago. I did, yeah, I did too. We, we watched the first half last night and the second half this morning. So like when you texted me saying closer to 2 o'clock, I was like, all right, thank goodness. So I can like actually finish this film uh, in its entirety. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, you know, because Alicia called some things in it and i was kind of like oh you think they're gonna go that route because like you know it's very you know before we get into like our notes it's very soap opera-esque where it's like these multiple storylines that you're following and they go through like rotation where it's like your angelina jolie story john stewart connery blah blah starts back over blah 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 um so never know where it's going to intersect if it does at any point um, because, like, for example, that Valentine's Day movie, I don't really think the characters intersect that much at the end. I think they, they might. Um, but yeah, I guess spoiler esque. I've never seen it. Uh, it's it's worth it's worth a watch. It's a, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting movie. Um, shall shall we do the Wikipedia what? of this? You want to do the plot here? Yeah, but also hold on before we get into that, I have something I want to talk about here. Talk about it. I didn't realize it last week. I just realized it the other day when I looked up the movie. Also, um, is a Robin Hood quote or is this a uh, no, something about this? Uh, just, just uh, okay. Just a couple of things. We're gonna we're gonna get into it here. Okay. <clears throat> so, Mario, we had from Russia with Love as episode thirty-two. Right? Yes, a fabulous movie. Okay. Sean Connery, Robert Shaw, score by John Barry. Mm-hmm. We spin the wheel, we get Robin and Marion. Sean Connery, Robert Shaw, score by John Barry. Yeah. This week we spin the wheel, we get playing by heart. Sean Connery, score by John Barry. A third John Barry score. However... This film was also co-scored by a man named Christopher Young, who did the score for Entrapment. Ooh! So if we get, that means you think we'll get Entrapment the, next? The wheel can go in two directions, or it can go well. It can go in three directions. Either it can go to none of these things entirely. It can go to Entrapment, or I think the wheel closes out this little cycle and gives us another Bond film, and then we go back into randomness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chances are we'll just get a random movie because we still have about 30 left, 40, 40 left. Yeah. So. Oh, man. What a, what weird connect. Because, again, folks at home, we do not plan this. Like, we do not. Not at all. We do not fudge the wheel. You know, we, we had, like, that one fudge we did where we, uh, what movies did we switch out? <clears throat> we had the accidental spin. Yeah. Oh, the hill, and you only live twice. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, but and other, then, other than that, um, uh, uh, Last Crusade. 
because of because of Indy. Because of Indy. Yeah. So um, and then I think we can be honest with it now. We we pre recorded the rock episode because my mother was going into surgery. Yeah. So that had to happen. So, uh, yeah. We had like because we that was like. Two, like three episodes ahead or two episodes ahead so the episodes leading up we had to pretend that we didn't watch the rock yet (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure i did some panic editing yeah it all it all see we're coming clean to you connery curious watchers and listeners exactly which is what all this this movie is about yeah honesty honesty and love and love love. Did, did we just say that at the same time i think we did oh well well, let's give each other sodas next time we see each other. Absolutely. I owe you a soda and you owe me one. I like Mountain Dew. Um, okay. So, I yeah. I like Zevia. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll see if I can. Not Mountain Zevia. I don't care for that one. I'll take like a Zevia creamy root beer, please. Okay. I'll look around for one those, of those. They're, they're good. I like those. Anyway. But yeah, it's what have been a good Valentine's Day episode, but I'm glad we got it now. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's nice. So, like, yeah, let's get into it, man. Should we start the wiki plot? Yeah. I really liked this movie. Yeah, man, this was good. All righty. So I don't think this movie takes place in Los Angeles. Do you? Now that I think about it, yes, because um, with the track record, especially for the movies we've seen lately, every time something's based in New York, you always get that shot of the Twin Towers or something. And so now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, a lot of like – it doesn't doesn't feel like New York at all, especially especially, – yeah, Connery's okay, house at the end, like that's like the yeah. hills. Yeah, it's all it's yeah, it's definitely Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. forgive me, I, that's ignorance on my part, but it, it I think the two towers line threw me off. Yeah, like, um, well, is 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 he in New York in that scene? I don't think so. Huh? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe it was just a. Maybe. Because he was it was he was an imp- it was an improv class. Duh, she said it first. So he literally just followed along with it. True. It's improv. Damn. This movie's crazy. Okay. Yeah, all right, so it's LA. Yeah, cuz yeah, it's it's too it's too green. Uh, yeah, and like it's it's too, yeah, it's, it's too every uh, every like yeah, even unique. like is like a couple scenes of like, you know, Angelina Jolie in her car and it's very not it's very quiet. It's like a quiet yeah. like so yeah, not not that LA is quiet, but but like you know, like there's it's, it's not this New York City. You can get away from some from from the craziness a little bit in, in LA, New York. You got to get through the grid of wildness before you get a little bit of quiet outside of town. Maybe Queens. You can tell how well traveled we are, folks. I've been to New York. I've also been to New York. Have you been? I've also been to LA. Have you been to LA? No. I don't think yeah, I, I, I only went. To, did, did you? I only like went it? to a couple of parts of LA. No, I don't think I would like it. Um, I, like I mean, I liked it. It was a, it was a great experience. I had a wonderful time, um, and there were some places that were really nice. In and Out Burger can fucking shit in a hat. Um, Overhyped. Sorry, I, folk, I always hear folks that like In and Out Burger. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was terrible. The the fries were like potato sticks, and the burger was n- nothing. Like it it was a it, the burger was like that thick. It was, it was a couple of sheets of paper. Oh man. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about, so I, I stopped writing the letter. <laughs> Dearest mother, I'm at In and Out Burger, <laughs> eagerly awaiting my. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Rips it up. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't. I don't know if any of the parts of LA that I went to are parts that I'd want to live in. Mm. Not that they were 
dangerous or anything. I felt safe walking through them. It's just not my kind of city. And it's, yeah, I feel like I don't like the aesthetic. I, I mean, maybe just because I grew up in you know the East Coast and like I, New York, I love. I, it'd probably be crazy to live in New York, but I think I could do it. I feel like I would like I could. If, if I could afford it. I feel like it's it's got a charm to it. It's got a I think it's got a great charm to it. Like if if I'm in maybe Queens, Queens is nice. Gets a little ch- more chill. I think. Uh, I want to be Spider Man, basically, more... Dylan. I want to be Spider Man. <laughs> I'd be more suited to a town up in the mountains. Mm. Like a small, small town in the mountains. Anyway, I'm getting carried away uh, by <laughs> geographical fant- locations. Fantasies of a good life, as are the characters in this movie. Anyway, let's um, let's just get into it, huh? Let's, let's finally get into it. All right, into the wiki. In Los Angeles, the lives of intertwining characters are shown. Among the characters are an older couple who are about to renew their wedding vows, a theater director and architect navigating a new beginning, a young woman looking for a good time, a gay man dying of AIDS and his mother who had not been close, a couple having an affair, and her husband who is exploring ways to break through the staleness of their marriage. As the stories evolve, the connections between the characters become evident. Hugh is an unhappily married man who regularly hits on other women with an array of lies, one being that he killed his wife and son in a car accident. This is... Okay, this is just telling everything in, like... In, like, hard detail. Yeah, hold on. Okay. One of them being that he killed his wife and son in a car accident. Another is that on the same day he's fired, his wife and kids left him. In a bar with a drag queen show, he tells one he'd cheated on his wife with her brother. With Valerie from his improv class, Hugh runs into... Into in a bar. What? And tells her he does improv better in his life than in class. Okay. I... Uh, Hannah and Paul are planning their 40th anniversary party. I think let's just piss through this thing, huh? Yeah, get through it, yeah. Hannah and Paul are planning their 40th anniversary party and renew their vows, although he's got a brain tumor. She keeps wanting to address he's dying, but he's determined not to. Hannah thinks, wow, Hannah thinks she should stop her televised cooking show, but he won't let her. When she confronts Paul over a picture of another woman in his desk, he admits he never slept with her because he was in love with her. Lonely theater director Meredith dates architect Trent. They go to dinner and later for a walk. He t- still wears his wedding ring, although he's four years divorced. She's also divorced, but also scalded many times. He talks her into making them dinner, but once there, she first tells him they will not have sex, then asks him to leave. She says it's to avoid the inevitable heartache. He gets a do-over, and they connect at his place. Can you take over for a couple of paragraphs? I got your back, brother. My brain's kind of mush from this. It's, yeah, it's, it's really badly written. Yeah. Uh, Gracie meets her lover, Roger, in hotel rooms. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who wrote this? Gracie meets her lover, Roger, in hotel rooms, then goes home to distant Hugh, 
Roger. Oh, <laughs> That's my nickname in college. Uh, oh, Ro- he's got a distant. He's got a distant hue about him. <laughs> distant hue. Uh, Roger would like nothing more than allow their relationship to develop beyond the sex, uh, but she firmly stands her ground. Roger is seeing her because his life has always lacked spontaneity. That's a weird word. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yes. Grace, uh, Gracie, because uh, the sparks has the spark has gone out. Holy shit! Uh, Mark is gravely ill with AIDS and grief. <laughs> His voice is definitely gravelly. Gra- yeah, it's very gravelly. He's gravely ill with AIDS and being looked after his mother, Mildred, after years of... He's looking after cunt. by his mother. He's not looking after his mother. <laughs> uh, anyways... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's strange. Him and his mother didn't talk much. Uh, his diagnosis... <laughs> Uh, so, by his mother, Mildred, after years of little contact, estranged for years, his diagnosis is how she learns he is gay. He asks uh, her to recite Goodnight Moon to him after he drifts off. 20s Clubber Jones. <laughs> 20s Clubber Jones? <laughs> She's like, I club 20-year-olds. <laughs> He's from the, from, the, from, from the 1920s. Clubber Jones. <laughs> It's me, Clubber Jones. Oh yeah, Clubber. He's from he's from the eighties wrestling. He's like, <laughs> I got a match with Macho Man. Hey, it's me, Clubber Jones. Clubber Jones, see? I'll have two cigarettes and a donut, please. <laughs> uh, all right, twenties Clubber Joan flirts with Keenan after having a very vocal, definitive breakup with her ex on the payphone. Over drinks, she goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on about how terrible her relationship was. And then tries to get a date with Keenan, but he gives her the cold shoulder. Even though Keenan says he doesn't date, he turns up at the movies as Joan proposes M- marriage. Anyway, afterwards she gets a friend to stage her car getting stolen, so he ac- accompanies her home. But he quickly ducks out. Joan and Keenan admit their feelings, but he admits the love of his life died from sharing needles. Even so, promising to be careful, they start a relationship. Mildred calls Mark. All right. Say this sentence five times fast, folks. Mildred calls Meredith for Mark's funeral. A lot of M's. Mildred calls Meredith for Mark's funeral. Mildred calls Meredith for Mark's funeral, as he was the high school sweetheart, then husband, who had left her for a man. Returning home with Mildred, Meredith goes next door to her parents, Hannah and Paul's, where the anniversary preparations are well on their way. Sister Gracie appears to help, and little sister Joan breezes in at the last moment. Roger officiates the ceremony, and we see all three sisters on the dance floor with their men and their parents. Even Gracie and Hugh seem to have reconciled. Okay, right there. Can we? I know we're jumping way ahead, but how? Where we? How the whole movie? Yeah, but how insane was the Roger reveal as like the priest? priest? What? Mario, Mario, in my notes. Second to last note, the priest with three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, just, like he killed somebody or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just like that whole that last like hour or so when they start revealing how all the characters are related. 
I was just like, oh my God, the daughter. Oh my God, the son. The daughter. Oh my God, the priest. You know, there's I, no son. Is there a son? I don't think there's a son, no. But, uh, well, Mark, but we. Well, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Well, no, yeah. The son was. He was the ex-husband. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what? Yeah, what I, crazy writing in this movie? Just like uh, so many uh, insane connections. So I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm like, I have a feeling these guys got to be connected. Uh, in some, but it's like a, but it's a fun guessing game of like who's connected to who, and like I, I think I think Alicia did speculate that like because uh, they met like as um, Connery mentions the kids, and we're like oh one one of those two is the kids, but then we had having three daughters. Right, I did not see that coming because like the first one, the first two reveals were cr- crazy, but then Angelina Jolie is the third daughter, and I was like what. Mm. And it was just like in insane. I thought it was uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Shall we go through our notes? Yeah, I got like weird sporadic notes because I did two parts. And I was heavier on the first watch through. Mm, by I, I remember, I only have about a three quarters of a page. Yeah, so there you go. And I got the, the plot here is basically good for notes because it's like it really is like. To remind is it, me, is it, I I had trouble fucking saying it. We both did. yeah, we but both had trouble reading these words. Yeah, but I at least like can like it's I can look over at it if I need it uh, because it's, it's like Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. He killed his mother when he was young. <laughs> it's like this is the this is the Wikipedia yeah. for a new hope. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, let's start off. Oh, uh, so I got it. Sorry, spoilers. I got it. I guess this. If you guys have fucking seen Star Wars, you losers. Uh, so uh, Whoa. my first. I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. Hey. I haven't seen Star Wars. Well, you're a loser. Whoa. Anyways, uh, in association, my just changed, and there's an eagle. <laughs> there's an eagle here. Uh, in association, did you, um, did you listen to last week's episode? Not yet. Oh, I took your eating of a pop tart and I made it ASMR. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> you really did a lot of crinkling with the. With the I was right <laughs> on the mic doing it while you yeah, were gone. It was so I, funny. I made it like move side to side. Ooh, oh, I gotta listen to that. Uh, so yeah, my first note was <laughs> in association with Morpheus, red pill or blue yeah, pill. Yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> I didn't write it down. But it was... <laughs> what if I told you? That all of these people are connected. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would that would have been a Matrix moment. Uh, three twenty six is our first Connery sighting. I put three twenty one. Ooh, off again. Interesting. Yeah, let's let's call it even and make it three twenty three and a half. Three twenty three and a half. Um, even though I think it, I think it's really three twenty two. Yeah, something like, like that. Like when he first enters the frame, you kind of he, do you hear him? Do you hear you hear him off screen no, at first? Don't you? No, sh- sh- no, she. Uh, well, what you hear off screen is a note I made twice because you hear it twice. Viagra. Viagra. <laughs> oh, that's Jay right. Jay Leno is on the TV talking about Viagra. That's right. Making cheap jokes about Viagra. He was he was watching a lot of late night in this movie. After that, he's so, watching oh, someone else too at the end. Well, yes. So the next Viagra is by Bill Maher. Yep. Now, what I'm wondering is if this is deliberate in the film as, like, a commentary on... Like, this this film is all about people attempting to secure their love, right? Mm. 
where that is literally like what Viagra is. Like I'm trying to secure my love. You know, I'm trying to make sure make sure I have a heart on. You know? Mm. I wonder if that's what the commentary is of that cuz it comes up twice. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, that's yeah, that's a that's a good observation actually. I didn't catch that. Interesting. You know what else comes up twice is Lay it down, child. Mm. Lay it down, child, and walk into this room. Mm. Don't let him get to your spark. Okay. N- uh, next note of yours, any? Uh it's kind of um. Uh, oh, I said Slim Shady in the elevator. There's that one guy with the hood on at the beginning. Angelina Jolie's in the uh, elevator. The priest. And everyone, and then like, he just looks like Slim Wait, Shady. Wait, Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie's, is that her? That's her. No, the... it's the it's the middle sister. It or was. No, it's the oldest sister, That's Gracie. right. So, so yeah. It's Madeline Stowe so, as Gracie. So, yeah. And then the priest was in disguise, and he looked like Eminem now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he did. Imagine if it was Eminem and he just starts rapping at her. <laughs> Oop, there goes gravity. Um, but it's like Eminem now with yeah. his, his raps. So it's like they're not, they're only like slightly offensive. And he's got that weird like. And way too fast. Fast. Yeah, really fast. Why you gotta go so fast, bro? Slow down. And then last up, if I pass it over to you, this is more of a question. Have Dennis Quaid and Harrison Ford done a movie together? Okay, so I think in that scene, knowing what we know about that film, about uh, about uh, oh, that, that character, that that yeah, the Hugh is you is think doing you, th- an you think he, he was doing Harrison? I think he's doing Harrison Ford. Maybe yeah. I think he's do my. my he killed my wife, my family. I've got to get my daughter back. Yeah. Of Air Force One. Yeah, do you think he was like doing Fugitive or something like? I think, I, think was, so. I think he was doing Fugitive, which was '93. So like he must, yeah, he must have been doing Fugitive or something. It, it was so because like even even Alicia was like, "Is he related to Harrison Ford?" Let me share my screen. Enable that again because they look they look so ridiculously alike. Yeah, and pe- yeah, people have always said that um, that they look kind of alike, and I've always agreed with that, but. Uh, but yeah, this the, the way he was talking in that scene. I'm like, that that's Harrison Ford, man. He, like, I think he's doing Harrison Ford. I agree with you. Like, I'm gonna share the screen. They've never acted together, which is frankly a crime. But look at that. Yeah, look at that. Even that, looks yeah. so much alike. Oh my god. And they're not related at all. Like they they they, no. they look like they could be brothers. They, yeah, they could play it. They should play brothers in some films. Yeah, before, like oh my god, they get too that old. would have been fun in the new indie. Like, what if there's like a brother they didn't know about, and it was Dennis Quaid, and like that would be such a cool connection. It's me, Indy, your evil brother. Yeah, his evil brother. Yeah, I thought that, that Ghost was. Ghost Connery comes. I'm sorry, son. I didn't. I didn't warn you <laughs> about my other son. <laughs> my other son. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Actually, no. He was your mother's kid. <laughs> we shepherded them when they were twins. Dennis Quaid went to Dagobah. <laughs> Dagobah Wait, I don't understand. He's so much younger than me. 
What's what's the, what's their age differences? I don't know. You'll have to Google it. I don't know how to use this computer. Right, I'll look at Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford right now is 81. And, and Dennis Quaid right now is 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, that could have been. Uh, that's, that's a shame that they haven't been together in something. Yeah. Amanda Peet's in this movie? Man, Hillary Duff is an uncredited extra in this movie? Playing by heart? Who is Amber? Is there a character named Amber in this movie? And playing by heart? Yeah. Um, I'm, well, let, me, let me go to IMDb instead of... Uh, I'm also on the IMDb. That's, that's easy. We're going we're gonna to figure this out, folks. So it wait, Amanda so Peet as Amber. But we talking about Hillary Duff. No pictures in uh, Hillary Duff. I would I would have caught and that. Uncredited extra. No no pictures of her either. Yeah. She must anyway. she must have been in the club or something. But no, how old mm. was she at that point? She's probably super young. She's probably doing um So this was from ninety eight, so uh so eleven. So is there like a school scene or anything in this movie? I don't know. That's crazy though. Damn. Anyway. That's cool. I gotta tell Alicia that she loved Hillary Duff. So yeah, I was very confused by Quaid's entrance and how a absolutely intense that scene was. It totally threw he, me he off. Might, he might have been the most interesting character in this movie. I thought he was going to be a serial killer or something. Like yeah, I was like, I was like, what's what's the? I was like, there's going to be some kind of crazy payoff with this. Uh, but he's just like, even at the end, he's like at the wedding, he's like talking to. Um, Kid with the blue hair. Uh, 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 oh, Keenan. Oh, Keenan. Keenan. Uh, and Keenan's so, he's like, dude, you've got an amazing imagination. And that's what reignites his wife's interest in him. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole thing was like, yeah, he said, like, oh, he made video games. Like, oh, anything I would know. And he said, like, uh, hot Killer shit. golf. Something golf. Yeah, it's killer, killer golf. golf. He's like, whoa, my favorite, man. It's like, you guys have a great imagination. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Killer golf, dude. That's almost as good as GTA 5. Yeah, GTA 5. <laughs> Hot Shots Golf. Um, part do. Part do. Um, yeah, he he would, might have been the most interesting character in the whole movie, especially when you realize that like the person that he kind of is at home kind of is who he is. Like it's who he's become, and then all these other characters that are so confusing to you because you don't understand. You think he's being like a sick fuck. Do you think the other people were actors as well? Do you think they were improvising? Or do you think he was just, like, going and ruining people's nights? No, I think he was just doing that to just to... No, but, like, like, do you think the the women that he was interacting with, do you think they were part of the class? I don't think so, no. Because especially, like, the girl, the first girl, I don't think that's... She was, like, you know, hip to it, I think. And then, like, the girl at the bar towards the end when they're drinking all night and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the, she's like, don't let him drive home. I'm a lawyer. Yeah, so uh, is she a lawyer? Ask the question. Yeah, that's... It's it's like uh, a mind fuck. You don't know who's who's yeah. who. Who's being truthful and who's... It's like a murder mystery. <laughs> uh, so, I don't, but I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, they even advertise in the plot. He goes out to bars to hit on people and he, you know... 
you know, that's that's I feel like that's something someone would do. It's like you know, as an improver to kind of also work on your craft, but also maybe get laid. You're like, I could pretend to be anybody I want. And okay, like, but who is Valerie? Valerie, Valerie was. She's a member of the class. Yeah, that was the one I was following him everywhere because like we were wondering that like why is um I thought it was like a a detective or something. No, they're in class together when they finally talk. No, no, no. I, I, but the, through the whole movie, I thought. Oh yeah, like she was it like was a, after a detective. Him. Yeah, yeah. Or like a crazy ex or something. Or maybe like I thought that guy was like his wife because we mentioned that they're married. It might be married or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was very interesting. What a Dennis Quaid gets. If it's a Dennis Quaid uh, score this week, it's got to be a ten for me. I think Dennis yes, Quaid I, was awesome. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. was better in this than he was in Dragonheart. Oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, Redemption. He was better suited to this. We didn't really get him and Connery interacting in this. They were in the same Not like until area. Until the end, but they don't really talk. I don't the, think. Yeah, they don't interact. So uh, that was the only uh, sad I felt. I was like, oh come on, man. And then oh, and it just hit me. That's that's he's talking. He's like when when um, uh, Hugh and Gracie have their scene together at home. They're like, all right, so we'll go separately. It's to the anniversary. Yeah, and same thing with uh, with Roger. And they were saying, like, oh, does this change anything about Saturday? And we assume, like, oh, they're going to hook up again on Saturday. But no, he's going to go officiate the fucking ceremony. Insane. It was such a reveal. Reveal after reveal. It just hit you so hard, man. It was crazy. Oh, it was good. Uh, I, I love Paul and Hannah's house. Sean Connery as Paul and Gina Rollins as Hannah. I love their house. Oh yeah, my uh, I got a quote. Uh, speaking of that, the whole thing with the um, her doing her cooking show, mm. and she drops like the steak or whatever on the ground, and the quote is uh, "Only you know what happens in the kitchen." And it immediately cuts to Connery like kind of sneaking around the corner, and I said, "Oh, but I know." <laughs> but he literally watched it all happen, and he still ate it afterwards. He took a bite out of it. It's like, wait, no. Yeah, five-second rule. It's like a five, uh, five-second rule in this and house. And then they immediately cut, and the director's like, I smell an Emmy. It's like, yeah. are you keeping that in? You're not going to do another take? That's a wrap. Yeah, like at least do it, like cut it or something. And she's like, she just kept going with it. She kept, she kept her honesty. I was like, all right. I love when, when film or television productions are represented in film because there's always some half-assed part of it like that where it's like and that's a wrap like you don't want to do another take of that oh yeah surely that that's how that would be done like nope and that i wish they would cut to like the the cold open of uh gold member when uh uh, spielberg is (laughs) like yeah when he has the emmy and they start doing fucking backflips that's an oscar oh it's an oscar oh yeah it's like my friend oscar here yeah he thinks everything's perfectly fine I do have some thoughts. Uh, and then jumping again back to the wedding, uh, did you notice Connery's shoes? He was wearing a, a fly tuxedo, beautiful tuxedo. Oh, yes. But he's, no, let me look. But he's wearing white shoes, and for a split second, I thought they were the You Only Live Twice shoes. Oh, he is wearing white shoes. They're like, but, oh, but man. The, when you get but, the last shot, they, they're like, they, it looks like tennis shoes. They're like this tennis they shoes. They are tennis shoes. And you know why? Because she says, 
He wore jeans to our wedding, and now he's complaining about having to wear a tuxedo. So he's... That's a little character thing where he's compromising by wearing tennis yeah. shoes. Because it's in his own backyard. And so. what a great, like, kind of, like, nod to be like, oh, he's complaining about wearing a tuxedo. The guy's known for wearing a tuxedo. So I thought that right. was... And it was once, there was one uh, quote from the wife that hit really quick. I had to rewind it. He, she said, how did that thunderbolt hit you? And I thought she said thunderball. Well, his answer, how did that thunderbolt hit you? Shocking. <laughs> Positively shocking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought the shoes were the... Do you know what shoes I'm talking about from You Only Live Twice? If you look no. up, like... I, I have a picture of them here, actually. Yeah, sure. Uh, let me share it. It's like... They're kind of iconic. I think, actually... Uh, uh, Matt Myra talks about it because he, he, he has a pair of them. I think he bought the uh, like, a pair of them or something. Uh, but those are like the iconic, like, those super white shoes. Oh, yes. You remember those? Yes. There they are, which was, like, always so kind of, like, different for him. But I think it was just because of, like, you know, the whole I like it. Asian culture, I guess. But, like, yeah, I was like, I, I thought that'd be a fun one. that one of Craig on the bike in No Time to Die? This one right here? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a, it was a poster, I think. Just looks good. Yeah, that's that's, that's a great shot. I, I was like, that's one of my one of the shots I was really excited about when they was showing the posters for it. Like, hey, we're waiting for this freaking movie, What's man. That shot that your mouse was over. This one? No, no, back up. On a boat? No, no, with the hood in the dark there. Yeah, right there. Uh. Oh, it's from Young. Oh yeah, it's when when he, wait. when he kills the guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's got the mask on. Oh, we can't look at these. COVID precautions. We can't look at these yet. We're not ready for this movie yet. We're not there yet. Uh, but yeah, I thought those were the. I thought that was a funny little touch. But it was great to see him mm-hmm. in a tuxedo, and uh, yeah, a little, a little, little white shoes. I, I, in my head, I think it was like the only with twice shoes in my my head. Now he's uh, in one of those scenes. We see him working at his desk, and he's writing a letter, and he fran- uh, frantically puts it back into an, an envelope as Hannah Hannah turns the corner. And uh, we see later on, Hannah pulls it out, and it's his—it's an envelope that says "Last Will and Testament." Mm. Um, but what she didn't understand is that it was just his envelope um, with his tickets to the Last Will and Testament tour of 1988, when the band Testament toured, and they had his—he—he op- he had a metal band at the time called Last Will. There it is. They were the opening band, and that's that's a folder full of his memories. <laughs> there it is. From that, that tour in 1988 <laughs> when he opened for Testament. <laughs> uh, oh, beautiful. I actually believed you. You're like Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I'm an excellent speed metal drummer. <laughs> <laughs> the world wasn't ready for what we had to that's, offer at the that's time. Why my shoe, that's Neither. why my feet are all fucked up, because double bass fucked me up over the years. And that's why I don't like that my daughter is a drinker because our band was ultimately split up by alcoholics. <laughs> Great quote from him. Hold on, I've got it uh, here. Uh, where is the line? Here it is. I may just have enough time left to become an alcoholic. I have that on my notes as well. Uh, he's got. So, he's great. Um. Okay. Um, yeah, Twin Towers Entertainment Law. Uh, we we see a vodka martini. We see a couple of vodka martinis in this movie. Yeah, a lot of vodka martinis in this movie. Vespers martini. Vespers martini. Um, 
Uh, I like this. I, I, let's just go through these screenshots I have. I like this quote that John Stewart says: "I'm not men. I'm not a group. Just me." Like he's like she's trying to lump him in with all the people that have treated her so badly, and his defense is really strong. I'm not men. I'm not a group. I'm just me. I like that. I like that. John Stewart was um, pleasantly a surprise in this movie. I thought he was yes. he was really cool because I'd never really seen a John Stewart movie, per se. Yeah, same. I've never really seen him uh, not doing his thing. Yeah, like comedy, um, the Daily Show, whatever. Like, uh, let me see his. Why is he not in the uh, main list here? There we go, John Stewart. Filmography. Like, what else has he done film wise? Because um, a lot of it's like. Batman v Superman? He, pl- he plays himself. Because okay. we, see, we see the Daily Show, I think, at some point. Wait. In the faculty, he plays Professor Edward Furlong. What? Oh, does he? Yeah, he's in Death to Smoochie. Oh yeah, that I know. He's in Death. To, I remember that one. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have a really tall list of stuff. A lot of television stuff. Yeah, I remember he had like uh, the John Stewart show, which was really funny. It didn't really last for long. It's like a couple of years, probably. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of comedy stuff. So yeah, he has he hasn't done a ton of, uh, of films. Some voice acting. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. An episode of Mr. Show. Huh. And yeah, he's in Half Baked, of course, as Enhancement Smoker. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I really like this quote. I'll have, uh, I'll have to roll that one around my tongue later. <laughs> unless you've got better ideas, newish twist. Continue. I just like it because of the way. Um, I forget what her name is, but she flutters her eyes, and it's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I lo- I I have a know about her where um, when they're sitting at the bar and she gets up to leave, she kind of falls down a little bit. Yes. I thought she was just like a little person. <laughs> but then she got back up and like, oh, never mind. She just like tripped on herself getting up. It just calls her tr- drag queen. She- oh, Lana. Is it Lana? Might be Lana. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, yeah, really funny. Um, I really like this quote of "Don't look at me with that." Don't look at me with that tone of voice. <laughs> That's really good. Um, they're they're cute. They're cute together. They're really. They're, cute we, we, together. Do, you, do you have a screenshot of the little like dog impression Connery does? He... <laughs> no, but I'm gonna I'm going to make a video of that and post that on social media because, good lord, that might be the greatest thing in this entire movie of her saying "bed" and him acting like a dog <laughs> and hopping along while you know wagging his tongue and breathing <laughs> heavy little, little hands. Oh. oh my lord uh, that might have been the best moment of the whole that movie. was so funny so good I, I so much so that i gave it mario i gave it two hearts on my paper oh it deserves two hearts it was amazing um uh, let me just finish up these screenshots here this final shot of the film that the credits start rolling over reminds me of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh. And I wonder if that's the same house. <laughs> Maybe. Um, oh, I did get a shot of it. Okay. Yeah, they're the shoes. Uh, yeah, I really like how this last shot is the four of them, the mm. four couples. Yeah. Um, 
and then this shot here the pianist in the background the miming of the musicians is really not great the why if you watch the pianist in the background um it's uh he's not really playing no it's he's just he's just kind of pushing his hands down uh anyway so all right i think that wraps up the screenshots that i have okay yeah so we can stop that okay um barley talk about big big old barley okay the dog oh the dog was fucking him, him and john stewart in the bed was like hilarious it's like you really see the mass of that dog and me and alicia looked over to him like this is why we don't have big dogs because like our dog already you know bo uh he's a very he's a small you know bo. He's, a, he's a pugapoo and he's about 28 pounds say that one more time he's a pugapoo what is that half pug half poodle oh so a pug of poo. He's a, he's a, he's a, he has a whole pug of poo. I would call it a poog. A poog. Yeah. I think I think uh, there might be a poog thing. Or a puggle? There. Wouldn't it be a puggle? Puggle, I think, is something else. I feel like there's a puggle too. Let's look at puggles. Yeah, puggle too. The awakening. Puggle. Uh, oh, puggles are um, pugs and beagles. So yeah, you learn something new every day. So yeah, so pugapoos. People think he's a terrier, but he's just a little derpy pug poodle, and the pug comes out all the time because he's very sassy. And yes, fucking time ago in a town Pug-a-poo. called Pugapoo, to live the humble family. Oh, he's adorable. Bo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I love that. Um, dog. What else you got? What um, else you got? I love Bowie. He's great. He's, he's, he's great a dog. great dog. Um, <laughs> how that bookshelf uh, scene where the bookshelf like comes down on her, and she's instantly killed. And then the village people come out. Like that's that. Like it's like all like Magic Mike village people construction workers. Yeah, they're like barely dressed. <laughs> yeah, like what are they working on? Like they're just like putting up like a fucking foundation or something. <laughs> They're like they're making sparks, and I'm like, you guys couldn't move like this bookshelf out of the way. That's clearly like three pounds. <laughs> just, yeah, why would you put it not against a wall? Yeah, it's just against like it's because it, it reveals a big opening and there's like plastic covering and stuff, and then like a bunch of sexy construction workers come out like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, the the plot bookcase is, is here. <laughs> yeah, the plot bookcase. <laughs> it's meant to move the plot along, oh, so, so we put it here. It's like, uh, hey Jim, can you move that plot device uh, now? Next to the opening of the, uh, the construction site, please. Uh, Can you grab that plot device? It's next to my stack of MacGuffins. <laughs> uh, and then I have, let's see, uh, so young John Stewart. That was really cool to see young John Stewart. Um, uh, and then, what did you think of Angelina Jolie in this movie? Uh, at first, I didn't like her at all. Um, I loved her look. She had a great look going on. She, yeah, like she had the, like like the cartoonish flame back hair, and she would put like bedazzled like hearts on her shirt, and even at the end when she's and wearing on her face too, she she'd always have always have like a stripe or a a, a, a star or it's something. Very da- yeah, very makeup. David Bowie. She's like David Bowie esque, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I thought she was cool. Um, I had a note here, and I was saying it while I was watching the film. I was like, 
it's just something about these like late 90s Miramax films. Uh, younger actors just have that kind of uh, cadence, speech, like uh, pattern that like kind of annoys me. When like every every time I talk, it's a fucking monologue, and it just, it just it doesn't feel authentic to me. Like mm. kind of think of like you're chasing Amy and stuff like that, where it's like they go on. It's like you know, uh, well, Jim called today. <laughs> what a loser! And it's like it is. It doesn't feel authentic to me. It's the way they the, that was that was weird. That was a weird delivery. But I know exactly they, but, what you're the, trying the, to say. But that's it, how you they, take you take the whole opening monologue. Yeah, but of, yeah, of the, but that's the, how they the, that's how they deliver jazz uh, trumpeter mm, saxophonist. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, but the way they deliver everything, it's kind of like oh man, you know, just you know. Live, I'm not giving an exact quote, but it's no, like you know, you're not doing any example. But like you know, <laughs> but I know exactly what like, you're saying. Like because Angelina Jolie, would, she talks like she's on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and she talks for so long that I found myself tuning out during her stories because I just couldn't take the her argument on the phone. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. You know, I, I wish I could pull up a direct quote. But like you know what? Here, I'll I'll punch something in because I know exactly what you're trying to describe. And he just kept shaking his head and he said, Joan, you can't talk about music. Talking about music is like dancing about architecture. I just said, well, can I get all philosophical on me? It's just as pointless as talking about a lot of things. Love, for instance. And my friend laughed and he said, definitely, most definitely, talking about love is like dancing about architecture. Yeah, so I don't know. He might be right. But it ain't gonna stop me from trying. Unless you had the dialogue in front of you, you can't make it up. I know, I can see your face trying to like, you're trying to form like, I know what I'm trying to say of what I hate them saying, but I hate it so much that I can't even replicate it. It's the the Kevin James bit that he's doing stand-up where he talked about telephone rhythm and how you, like, you know, when you tell it, when you say a phone number, you go, bum, 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 bum. Bum bum, you know, and yeah. that's the classic rhythm. But the way they talk, it's kind of like now, da 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 Yeah, it's kind of like it's just like it's like talk like a regular person. Like people don't talk like that in real life. You know what I mean? But then you go you go to like you know people like like John Stewart. I feel like didn't have that problem. He 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 was well. Connery obviously was just Connery. So like you know he they they felt yeah. authentic. That's the one thing we'll talk about in the reviews later. But like I was gonna hint to it. You know Connery like well, my wife said uh, like oh man uh, Connery felt like one of the few authentic people when he was speaking. Oh, I disagree. I I, I gotta. I'm I'm gonna say it's the flip of that. I agree entirely with what you're saying about the line delivery, but I think um, the only people that were subject really to it were Angelina Jolie as Joan and um, uh, Madeline Stowe as Gracie. Yeah. Um, and Madeline Stowe was an older actor at the time, but I. Her, her way of speaking in a lot of her scenes was that same way of like the, it goes a little too high up in the cadence for and and here's the quirky older sister here to, and it's that kind of way where like where, where you hear it and it's people don't actually speak that way and it's hard for you and I to conjure up examples right now from our memory 
because we're real real people speaking to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And so. not saying that these aren't real people. Angelina Jolie and Madeline Stowe are real people that exist, but at this point they've read a line that has been written by a person and probably gone through some kind of filter. If um, it and feels then it's like gone through their own filter and they've had to repeat it for however many times it took for them to one memorize it and two get the scene right. Yeah, it, 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 so. at times it feels like an audition tape. It's just like very uh, unrealistic. Although I will let's I agree with that. But while we're talking about the opening scene seems like yeah. seems like Angelina Jolie's audition scene like she auditioned with the monologue in that opening scene yeah absolutely which I do like actually how that opening monologue comes back later in the plot mm. as you realize that it was that mo- it was a moment from later on in the plot plopped right there into the middle yeah that was very into, into the beginning excuse me into the into the beginning uh, sorry continue. so um, since we're talking about performances this is a great time to open up this part of my notes this is actually a, an Alicia note Alicia is the ghost uh, guest of this ghost episode guest. Uh, so Ryan Philippe, Felipe as Keenan. Um, so she works. Uh, she's a coda, uh, uh, which is like they specialize in kind of like special needs uh, people and whatnot. Uh, she believed that Keenan's character may have been on the spectrum, I believe which it. I thought was a very interesting observation uh, because, it, especially before you. I mean, then again, we kind of find out why he is the way he is because of his past and you know who he's lost and all that um Mm. but the way he delivers stuff he's very like when they're talking uh he just seems you know he has like no filter he's really kind of like just saying how it is you know he doesn't drink likes to dance alone all that and like that's kind of like it seems like someone who might be on the spectrum so i was wondering if he was playing that you know, as, yeah, as the I think character, it, I think he might have been, and and you can imagine how much that level of of life altering hurt would affect somebody, and then you add on top of it, if they were already autistic. Yeah, so um, I thought that was fascinating. And, and and you can maybe understand as that might might have been a little more uh, explaining the naivete when he doesn't realize that you know the the woman that he was seeing that died was seeing so many other people. And was was the way he was like that may have been part and parcel with that like if he was on the spectrum he may not have known that the woman he loved was a heroin user that was cheating on him all the time yeah so yeah that makes sense I do love his dancing alone entrance that's fantastic yeah and I like how it kind of comes it's a back great it, intro to his character yeah and I like how it kind of comes at the end at the we- at the uh, wedding he's dancing uh, with her and like stepping on her feet and stuff like this is, uh, this is also why I like to dance alone <laughs> that was kind of that was like a fun little like bit at the end and like yeah and like very gooey romantic like i love you more than anything i would you could step on my feet anytime uh i like i love you so much because you love like that's so much very like you know throw up in your mouth lovey-dovey stuff in this movie but i didn't mind it yeah i thought i thought it was okay it's like, i didn't mind any of it uh, alicia likes to rate kissing in movies and she hates how john stewart kisses dude, dude i have that note as well i have that note john stewart kisses ew <laughs> he's like he's like basketball handing her face at one point puts like his thumb like Puts his thumb like right on the tip of her, the corner of her mouth. Like he's like, I just like to feel the hole before I, 
Kiss it. Uh, open up. <laughs> Just make sure you also had a crumb there. It was really bothering me. Uh, yeah, for for rating kissing in this movie, any Angelina Jolie kiss is always going to be a ten out of ten for me because man, those iconic Angelina Jolie lips, just gorgeous, beautiful. But and Ryan Philip Philippi is however you say his last name. He's an attractive Philippe. man, and I wrote that he could have played Anakin. Ooh. That's, that's what's, I bet he auditioned for Anakin. Let's see. Philip Philippi is known for Crash, 2004's Crash, Grossford Park, 54, Cruel, Cruel Intentions. Intentions. He just did Miranda's Victim. That sounds like a great film. Uh, looks like a great <laughs> Look at that poster. Um, I, I, I don't see a share it. Share oh, screen. sorry. Hold on. Uh, no, so, yeah, it looks like he's done. Like, it, it looks like he doesn't really do like... The biggest films of all time. But the biggest films of all time. Oh, got a decent guy. Andy Garcia is in this movie. Let's see the poster. Uh, it was this one. It's, it's, uh. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, um. Uh, okay. What's his name? Is that it? Uh, okay, but there's a good cast. Yeah, not a bad cast at all. It's a bad poster. Yeah, a really bad poster. We should, we should. Donald Sutherland, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Abigail Breslin. L- yeah, Luke Wilson, Wilson was, was interesting. Yeah. It's a good cast here. Yeah. Well, welcome to right. uh, <laughs> Miranda's victim. Curious. Yeah, all right. We should do all the all the. We're two hours long. No thanks. Yeah, we don't need that much. This movie was two hours. Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, even nice, even two hours. Um, it, it felt a little bit of its length. Yeah, I really like. We actually, when we cut it out last night, we we're like hit the hour mark. So I was like, okay, good. This is like nice. Stop at the uh, halfway. It was a good lull in the story, I think. And I could be like, all right, let's start back up. I think we stopped at like I forget exactly where we start stopped, but it was like it was a good time to stop, take a break for a little bit. Um, I feel like we should. Do a Connor B just to be natural, right? As you say that, I'm like, just as you're talking about breaks, I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing symmetry to be like, well, I got a Connor B. Bring. I don't, but we'll be anyway. right back. And I'll go count my money. <laughs> I did. I wrote that down because that's a clip I really want to pull from this movie. Um, make a marker of that so I remember to do that. Do you know what I'm talking about when we see? Um, uh, uh, Meredith's play. When we see Meredith's play, the final line in that, the the rich man in the robe turns to the audience and goes, and I'll go count my money. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> um, oh, I had another note, too. Uh, this movie really likes its day-to-night transitions. Yeah. I didn't mind. At the end, they do a really cool one where it's like the they do like a night to day to night. I like the guy like at the end. It was like the the pier at uh, during a the day. Then like at night, the the Ferris wheel illuminates and stuff. I thought that was really cool. But I feel like it was kind of weird in certain aspects. There was, there was like one scene I forget which one it was in particular, but it was at night, and then it cuts to a day scene. Uh no, it cuts to a night scene transition scene. Then it goes to day and back to night, and it cuts yeah. and it cuts to um, Gracie and Roger 
in the hotel room in bed. And I was like, is that to symbolize a day has gone by or like, what, what was the point? It, it felt unnecessary. You could have just kept like a, a nighttime scene in a transition yeah. and moved on. But like, it was just, it was you just didn't weird. even need those transitions. Yeah, I think not you at could all. Have just had it, had this next scene be at night. And I think, we as the audience I, app- I appreciate it, it for like the art form of kind of like showcasing Los Angeles but like yeah, it just felt those, it uh, felt unnecessary time lapse shots are nice yeah like they, they, they but yeah I agree yeah they had they had their cool moments but you didn't need to drill it into our head every five minutes just like just just move on to the next scene it's like, it's like it's like showing you all right next chapter we're on to the next couple and like it felt like a like a reality show almost like kind of like a uh you know, like a dating show where it's like a transition to the night, like 90 Day Fiance. It, it does that mm. all the time. Which, by the way, I had a note. Uh, Big Ed is in this movie. What? <laughs> it's not really. Where? It's not really him. But the, remember the bartender with like the kind of like oh, Judas yes. Priest oh, outfit on. Like he looked just like Big Ed. Even <laughs> that was a funny ending to that. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like I'm, I, yeah, I, I, there's, there's a level I'm committing to this improv. I'm not going home with this bartender. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like too much, too uh. much. Um, can we take a Connor P. Real quick? Let's do it. Let's. Do we'll it. be right back. Alrighty, I'm still recording. You still, still recording? recording? Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm back. The pace has slowed now because I've decided to take a later train. And, uh, yeah, so now I don't have to rush super quick. Beautiful. And we can take a little more time to talk about this movie. Mario, I've I've made s- some mint chocolate chip cookies. Whoa. Yeah. It's a big cookie. Scratch. Yeah, it is a very big cookie. Cukey? Cukey. Uh, so I'm going to be enjoying that while we do our podcast here. Okay, what else do we have for notes? Um, I may have, let me see, I may have... Gay Quaid, I love Gay Quaid. Gay Quaid. <laughs> He's great. Him playing the, that gay character is too funny. Because he does it so well. And Him talking about sleeping with his wife's brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, what else you got? Uh, I'm looking through now. I think I went through all my notes. Let me just double check. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, that scene of uh, Keenan and Joanne in the car in the, the VW bug, uh, you know, talking, they're kind of crying about, like, you know, I love you, all that. And it, amazing scene. That's yeah. where uh, she really turned for me. Yeah, that's where I, I really that was, started to love her. Yeah, character. and um. But Keenan doing a kind of Scott Evil runaway, <laughs> it's like, like Doctor Evil, like I just want everyone to know, not everybody in my family, my gene pool wants a girl. Thank you very much. Uh, but where did the rain go? <laughs> it was like pouring rain on the windows, and he goes out, and there's no rain. Happening. It's a light drizzle. Yeah, it's just like where... <laughs> and he runs away, flailing his yes. arms. Oh. <laughs> 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 like, where did he run to? Like, he was, he went to go run to like a. a, a he runs right into a wall. <laughs> he, he turns the corner and he hits a wall. Oh my god! But I was like, I thought that was a very weird end to like a, a one of the best scenes in the movie. 
Yes, uh, it was a very weird end <laughs> to one of the best scenes in the movie. Yes. That was a heartbreaking scene. Yeah, it really is. And then I really, really love the scene where he comes back. Yeah, shows up to the house and all that. and then she Takes her retainer out. Oh, yeah. And we have that adorable one-eyed cat. Blanche. I was just about to bring up Blanche. Oh. Good Lord, Blanche is terrifying. My note is Blanche. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, what, what, but what, then you start to really appreciate how adorable Blanche is. I like when is. they're in bed and have the the candlelit room, and it's like you know, a, what are we gonna do with our cat? And it, it like focuses, and the cat was like laying there the whole time, like oh. She's got a good eye on you. She's got an eye. But also, um, don't uh, knock over any of those candles. Either people it just so cavalierly throwing that blanket around, or cat. <laughs> you got a shitload of candles in that room. <laughs> like a creed music video in there <laughs> yeah really that was, that's dangerous <laughs> so dangerous oh. um so i have a note oh anger ball that when that started to come up more than once i started to get concerned that the writing may have been bad mm. you know like when you hear two completely different characters say like the same kind of turn of phrase or something it's either intentionally clever or it's a sign of really bad writing like where like i like i as the writer have a specific phrase i really like and i give it to this one character to say and then i give it to another character to say but i've forgotten that i've given it to a character you know mm. what i mean um so i thought it was that at first i'm like oh no did the writer forget that they used anger ball already <laughs> but then you realize why they're a family, and I think it's Connery that uses the term anger ball at the end. It's right? anger ball. When it when anger. When it when anger. anger around my neck. He never gets respect. <laughs> you flush it out you flush it out she anger balls in my neck um oh uh <laughs> what you got balls in your balls neck? In your neck that's like uh oh yeah what movie huge jackman had balls on his on his chin that was uh like date movie or something for movie 42 oh movie 42 that's what it was uh, Forgive me, I had a cookie in my mouth. Let's see. So we, you know, we kind of skipped around with notes, but my last note, which is kind of in the middle of my notes, which is funny. Uh, John Stewart has a Sean Connery moment in this movie. Uh, when really? when the um, when I get to the uh, the kitchen in his house, his, his beautiful home, uh, and he yeah, oh my god, his house, yeah, it's holy insane. shit. I had a note on that Trent's house. Holy shit! Beautiful house. But when he reveals that he can't cook and he ordered Chinese, the doorbell rings and he goes to run and almost takes a spill in the pool, kind of like how Connery almost took a spill what? in the dock, uh, in uh, Action, Action of the Tiger. Tiger. Whoa! All right. If you go back on, to it, it, it looks like almost shot for shot. It almost looks like he's gonna go in the. He doesn't actually like go to fall, but he, he navigates pretty well. But he comes pretty close to falling in the pool pretty close sorry i want to see this oh it's crazy it happens really quick but i was like oh my god I freaked out about it 
Dennis Quaid with glasses definitely looks like Harrison Ford. Oh my god, it's like he's trying to be. Maybe maybe Harrison Ford doesn't like him. That's why they haven't acted together. He's too much like me. Oh wow, he does. He hops right over the corner of the pool. Right. Well, he doesn't really hop, but he runs over the corner of the pool. Right. And he's definitely taking a risk there. We run, make a little corner. Make a make run around the corner. <laughs> anyway. Um, I really like how Joan stops drinking. Mm. She just lets the gulp fucking fall out of her mouth and drops the glass, and then tells the bartender, the the waiter to screw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor vegetable. Uh, Another martini. Wasted. Wasted. They should. They should have. I'm trying to become an alcoholic. They should have cut to like when the glass broke. Should have. They should have cut to Connery at his desk, and he's like, "Oh, I felt the disturbance." (laughs) As if a thousand martini glasses (laughs) screamed to existence and suddenly shattered in silence. (laughs) Bunch of olives started screaming. Oh, suddenly silent. Yeah, missed opportunity. I was hoping at one point everyone drinks a martini except for Connery in this movie. He has right, sh- you should have had him. Have he has one. champagne at the end, but I was hoping someone would be like a oh, martini. And he kind of, you know. I like how they take to Keenan more because she stopped because Jonas stopped drinking now. Oh yeah, they like they love him. Like, well, it must be because of you. Um, lay it down, child. Lay it down, child, and walk into this room. Uh, just going in order of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Trent's house, love. John Stewart's kisses, ew. Don't knock those candles over. Barley again with a giant heart. The the barley. Every time I write barley, he gets two lines, and the heart gets two lines. So, because barley's a big boy. Mm. Um, the priest three exclamation points and my final note is that the end music the the final piece of music at, as it at, at the the dance at the anniversary scene as it rises the camera rises up and the music kind of swells up feels like it's about to go into we have all <laughs> The time in the world. That, you got a good Louie. We have all the time in the world. You want to hear my Louie impression? What's your Louie impression. Do you mind if I masturbate in front of you? Sure. <laughs> 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Um, but yeah, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if that's John Barry. Like he can't help it. Like it's it's falling into his own cues, <laughs> into into his old cues of like it must swell into romantic Louis Armstrong. Uh, anyway, so that's my last note. Right. How about you? You had a That's notes? it. I thought it would be fun to read a couple of uh, interesting trivia and goofs about the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's please. a couple of uh, goofs that involve. Go well. uh, so there's only three that I really have here. Um, one up until the. I actually noticed this. 
Um, up until the end of the movie, Angelina Jolie does not have her dragon tattoo on her left arm. When all the couples meet uh, for their parents to renew their vows, you can see that she has a red saran wrap heart uh, on her left arm. That's why it's there, because she's a tattoo. Maybe she got it for Keenan. Mm. But I remember that was an iconic tattoo, and she got that t- the tattoo, and everyone went nuts. Um, throughout the entire movie, whenever so this is fun, a martini uh, uh, goof. Throughout the entire movie, whenever there's a scene, and there are many involving martinis, between shots, the olives and level of vodka in the glass changes. This happens many times uh, when a character either eats an olive or is about to eat one. It will reappear in the glass seconds later. Also, many times where the character is starting to say something and the view is changed to be from their point of view and their lips are no longer moving. So I didn't notice that. I got, we got to go back to the well, those are Those are a lot of common film continuity. Yeah, yeah it's like sure. it's, yeah, it's like fill, yeah. it's, it's full, it's, it's empty, blah, blah. And last one, speaking of the uh, cat, although Joan's cat is called Blanche, uh, and is consistently referred to as uh, a she. The actual animal is a male tomcat. And then one like one last piece of trivia here: uh, Sir Sean Connery took just sixty thousand dollars as his salary for this movie, as he was keen to play a character his age in a relationship with someone of his own age. This was a far cry from the fourteen million he le- earned on The Rock, nineteen ninety six. Okay, so I'm going through the uh, trivia here as well. Most of John Barry's score was replaced by a new score with by Christopher Young. I was gonna say because nothing Barry's nothing really felt John Barryish in this movie. Yeah, Barry's credit on the movie was retained. However, and the CD was released with Barry's largely unused score. Okay, hold on. I want to find this. John Barry's score for playing by heart. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to give that, a, give that a listen. All right, I've got it right here. John Barry, Chet Baker, and Chris Boddy. Wow. All right, I'm sending this over to you. Hell right yeah. Now. It's it's the whole album is here on YouTube. Perfect. Fifty seven minutes. Perfect. But okay, yeah, that's about all my so, notes. W- you know, for next week we do we've started doing the score of the scores. So I think we're gonna have to give this one a proper listen and re rank it next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll open the show with our ranking for the for this the score for this one. Yeah. So that's an, that's interesting. So I got a couple more IMDb tri- trivia here that I thought were hit me interesting. So, um, try to find some Connery ones. I want to hear more about his Connery stuff. So, Angelina Jolie was offered the role of Trinity in The Matrix, but had to turn it down because of her commitment on this film. Wow. Ryan Phillippe didn't tell them that they were that he was going to dye his hair, and he just showed up like that. Uh, the title was originally "Dancing About Architecture," um, but that I don't I don't like that movie. Playing uh, that uh, title, excuse mm-hmm. me. I, I think playing by heart is a better, way better. Yeah. Um, oh, another working title was "If They Only Knew." Apparently. Hmm. 
This was the final movie to receive the two thumbs down from critics Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Really? Huh. Ooh, the house in which Trent John Stewart lives in is the same house used for Tim Allen's character in Galaxy Quest and Colin Firth's character in Where the Truth Lies. Hmm. Look at that. All right. Well, we've. I think we've scoured the IMDb trivia here enough. I think so. Um, so do you think it's time for that that special moment where we we well before we do hold on I'm just going through the quotes here because I think maybe now we could maybe channel some of that that you're talking about I do like the top quote here is Paul's the wonderful thing about fall the wonderful thing about falling in love is that you learn everything about that person and so quickly mm. and if it's true love then you start to see yourself through their eyes and it Ooh. brings out the best in you it's almost as if you're falling in love with yourself. I like that. Something that's something that Yeah. Um so I'm trying to find a good Joan line here. Um Uh The lad doesn't say much to me and when he does he just find he finds just the right words to crush my soul. I feed the fucking thing, I take her out to the vet, all you do is pet her twice a day, which is a hell of a lot more than you've been doing to me lately. Like that kind of dialogue. Yeah, it's like just. No, I heard what you said, and I'll admit, what was a rather banal, cliche, non-colorful response? What I really meant to say was, why don't you do the world a big fat fucking favor and crawl back into your mother's womb? Yeah, like, super intense and weirdly. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Iterated. Scripted. Written. 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 Yeah. Um, I did like that scene though, where she stands up to the complete fucking pervert. Mm. Anyway, okay, so yeah, I think it it might be time we get into our scores. All I right. think you're right. As you guys know, Sorry. towards the end here, we like to rate the not only the film and the Sean, but we like to f- rate the sexiness and if the S H's. And we've started doing the scores now as well. And the scores. Like the musical scores. scores. The score of the score. score of the score. Um, and again, like I mentioned earlier, I do have Alicia's scores along with mine. So I'm going to have you go first this week. Okay. You want me to go I'm first? I'm going to have you go first this week. All right. So let's start with the SH rating, right? As we always do. Yes. Yes. And given that, a nine. The S, the the H is thick on that S in every sentence that Connery says. It's a very, very. thick S. How about you? I all I I, I give it an eight point five. I'm willing to boost it up to a nine as well. You gonna give it a nine? I'll give it a nine. Alrighty, on to the sexy rating. Me first, or sexy. you still? Sexy. It'll have you keep going first. All right, I'm gonna give it a four. How about Ooh. you? What, what, what's, what's your reason? Okay. Um, forgive me. I feel like I'm off today for some reason. Um, this wasn't a very sexy film. This was a more romantic film. Like, it was a film about love and sex. Wait a second, Mario. We can't get into our scores yet. <laughs> We've forgotten, completely forgotten, to discuss... The best part of this movie. Which one is that? Ellen Burstyn. Who had me bursting into tears. She plays Mildred, 
the mother of Mark, who is dying of AIDS. Her performance in this film is just destructive. Mm. I was destroyed by how good her performance was. Ellen Burstyn, if you've never seen her in anything, go watch her in things. The two that I would really suggest that she's very very well known for are The Exorcist and Requiem for a Dream. Both of which she gives incredible performances. In this movie, her performance absolutely destroyed me. She plays a a woman who has just denied herself all this happiness in life and stayed so uh, safely conservative, for lack of a better term, um, so much so that she doesn't discuss basic feelings with her son. And she has to find out that he's gay through his fatal AIDS diagnosis. Um, what do you think of Jay Moore as Mark? Um, I thought he was fine. You know, there's not much to kind of really pull from him because, you know, he is bedridden the whole time and he has to, you know, really sell it. Um, but yeah, I thought he, I thought it was very emotional, um, performance for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I feel like, yeah, Mildred made, made that, made that scene. Um, so yeah. What'd what'd you think of, of Mark? I thought Jay Moore did fine, but he felt like, uh, a theater student playing a sick kid. Um, and he did a very good job of that. But his performance did not evoke the tears and destructive energy that Ellen Burstyn's character did. Her performance was so phenomenal. Her reciting Good, Mo- Good Night Moon to her son and <clears throat> her instant when he says let's play a game i just want you know let's tell tell each other something we'd never share with each other other you know before that and she says you know i never loved your father not for a minute instantly and he just goes you're very good at this game and and the the moment where she goes well what about your roommate jack and Jack wasn't my roommate, and he died a year ago. Heartbreaking. And then the even more heartbreaking thing is that at the funeral, when um, Meredith shows up, and they start talking about Jack. That connection was crazy, too. Mildred's... Oh, that was that was the first connection you get, where you realize, uh. oh, all these characters are interconnected. But that... This one line that absolutely destroyed me, where Mildred goes, they're talking about Jack, and Mel- Meredith goes, Jack was good for Mark. And Meredith just weepingly just goes, well, I would have liked to have known him. I mm. just, I, she had me, I cried about three times during this movie, and it was all because of her. Mm. She was so good. 
10 for Alan Burstyn in this film. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I feel like we didn't, we didn't talk about her at all. So yeah. So good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, cause I, 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 discussing my sexiness rating here, this is a film about sex, but it's not a mm. film about sex. It's a film about mm. consequences of sex, consequences of love, and learning to um, love despite those things. Mm. What did you think of Connery's? What did you what did, uh, what did you think of the um, Wendy arc? There, the, that character that's not that that Connery almost cheated with. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. I thought I thought it was interesting. It, it felt like you know. I didn't feel it as much as the other characters' storylines, but yeah, I thought that was like that was, that was quite the uh, quite the arc of like you know who is this woman? Because at first we were kind of like, is that just her? Like younger? I'm like, oh no, it's another. As soon as she gets woman. mad about it, you figure out it's not. Then it's like, oh, it's like, oh shit, okay. There it is, um, yeah. I, 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 I like the fact that you know finally he's like not really saying what you know she wants to hear, but then finally they have like that big talk at the end, and like it's finally like you know like oh, I loved you, blah blah, all that. So I thought so I, I was I, I thought it was okay. I thought his speech was actually a good um, representation representation of what a lot of polyamory is about i guess like if if done right it's like if i love somebody else it allows me to greater appreciate the love i have for you mm. in in a way you know obviously that's not right for everybody but it was an interesting way of looking at it where it's like okay he's he's saying that because he fell in love with this other woman, it allowed him to see better aspects of himself, which allowed him to love his own wife more. Which was kind of like what Roger and uh, Gracie were kind of going through mm. too, where like you know they're both married, but like you know. No, no, I don't think he's married. She says, "You love your wife." I think she's talking about the church. Roger's talking about that thing where he's picking up his kids. Oh yeah, shit, he is. Yeah, my bad. He's like, he's like, he's like I felt it. My I felt bad. weird when my I went bad. to go pick up my kids and all that. Yep, so. I completely forgot about that line. My bad. Mm. So, Good catch. so yeah, there's like, a couple of those aspects of, uh, in the story with multiple uh, partners, uh, which which was interesting, very interesting. Who is your favorite character in this film? Probably Hugh, man. Yeah, same. <laughs> Probably Hugh. Hugh was great. Yeah. Uh, he was insane. Like, you know, we talk about often in our reviews of uh, would we watch again? I rev I'd Hugh. watch it again. Yeah, I want, I want to go watch again for Dennis Quaid, dude. Yeah. Like, it was like insane. I want, I want to dissect all those scenes. I now little, want like, Hugh to show up in other movies in just little yeah. vignette scenes where he's like a new character and to the yeah, point where like by the different. eighth scene he is his character from Dragonheart. <laughs> he's in the armor and everything. Yeah. But in like an office building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, yeah, let's let's get back to where, where we left off here. Okay, all right. So our sexy rating. Mine I'm giving it a four because it's 
there's a lot of beautiful people in this film, but this is not a sexy film at all. Um, it's not meant to be. Uh, I'm going to give it sexy points sheerly for the sexiness of the actors that are in it. You know? Um, Angelina Jolie looks great. Madeline Stowe is very, very sexy. Uh, John Stewart looks good. Jillian Anderson looks good. You know, Ryan Phillippe. There's a lot of attractive people in this movie, but it's not a sexy film. So it gets points, and of course, Alder Connery, you know. Yeah. Um, So it gets points for that, but it's not sexy. So four Mm. for me. How about you? Uh, I base my sexy writing on like the the characters as well and some, some select scenes. I gave it a seven. I thought it was pretty sexy. Okay. I forgot to mention Alicia's score for the SH. We don't know the market officially, but she oh, gave. Oh no, we'll give um, it. You know, we'll we'll give it a guest score. Okay, what's her score for the SH? Uh, uh, SH was seven point five. But 7.5. She, she's she, she she she's not as as attuned to Connery's voice as we are. To the so. So she might need to get it. Uh, she gave the sexy an eight, which was interesting. Um, Hold on one so seven for me, eight for her. Okay. 7.5. And an eight on the sexy? Yeah. Huh, wow, that's really high for her. Yeah, she, she thought it was sexy. She was into it. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the uh, film itself. Dylan, what'd you feel uh, about the film? Let's do the score. The score score. Oh, the score? Yeah, let's get that one out of the way. Uh, the, that, I don't have a score for her, but uh, me, it's it's probably a probably a five. It's not really anything to write home to. If we had the John Barry music, it could have been. Yeah. But Oh, well, we can't really score the score. We haven't heard the, the well, proper score Well, that's the thing. Yet. I'm going by the score that's in the movie. 5.5 yeah, 5 so, for me, because it's it's a perfectly cliche 90s film score. Yeah, it's n- yeah, I agree with nothing that. Nothing yeah, so. unique. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to hear the John Barry score for this film. Same. And we'll go back and, and re-rate it as well. Okay, so now on to the film rating. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go? You go first. 9.5 for me. Ooh. I really liked this film. Mario, it seems that some of these later Conneries... Uh, involving um, uh, romance, comedy, dramas are they seem to be in my uh, float in my boat okay yeah I, I thought every actor in this was fantastic I I thought the plot was compelling and confusing enough that once the payoff paid off it was satisfying um mm. I I liked all the characters. Did I say that already? Um, yes. Yeah, it was just uh, it made me feel things that I was not expecting from this film. I did not expect to cry three times. Ellen Burstyn's performance elevates this whole thing, um, mm. and Connery is great in it, which we'll get to. So nine point five for me. How about you? I gave it a solid eight. I thought it was really good. You know, like I said, I was like, you know, tuning out at certain aspects of like, you know, certain conversational pieces and whatnot. Um, but all in all, I think it's a really, really good film and one I will watch again. Yes, I'll definitely watch this again. 
I think I think it's I think it's I think it's really good. For, for, uh, fun, uh, possibly a decent date movie. I'd watch it with uh, you know I watch it with my my wife and I thought we we, we enjoyed it together. Mm. So I could I would suggest uh, watching it with a significant other perhaps. Yeah, this this is a good a couples film a good couples film. Mm. All right, let's put this in uh, before we get on to our Sean rating. Let's let's pair this with another. Let's make a DVD box set with this film. With ones we've already seen. Because if this is a good date night movie, what do, we ha- do we have any other good date night movies? Maybe this and The Russia House, maybe? Or Cuba? Uh, for us, with love is very romantic. That's true, yeah. Oh, and um, Robin and Marion. And Robin and Marion. Okay, so th- this and Memories of Me would be a good pair. Uh, what about, um, let's see. Uh, is Medicine Man can be romantic, kind of. Yeah, but Medicine Man isn't nearly as good as this film. Yeah. I feel like that would be an imbalanced DVD box set. I would do I would do um playing by heart um first night. Ooh, yeah. Um and what was the other one we just said? Uh Russia, uh, Russia House. Russia House or from Russia with Love. Okay. Okay. All right, anyway. Yeah, I think yeah, right there. Okay. All right, let's move on to the film rating. All right. Oh, wait, Sean first. rating. We did the film rating. Oh, oh yeah, Sean rating. The man himself. Get over to it on the. And I have mentioned Alicia also said eight for the film. For rating. the film, okay, cool. All right, our Sean rating. You want me to go? Yes. Ten. Ooh. He's great in this film. He's so good in this film. I I loved him. I loved every moment. The dog moment clinched the ten. And that was mm. not even halfway through the film. Big, uh, big old grandpa vibes in this movie. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. He was so charming and heartwarming. And not once did I think that he was a cheater or that he had any malicious intent in his heart at all. Yeah, not at all. I, I got nothing but he. this is a good man. That loves and cares for his family. Mm. And he, Sean Connery, is committed as fuck to this role, clearly because he took quite a low pay cut. Quite a, quite yeah. a low payday, excuse me, for it. Absolutely. Just because he wanted to play the character. So, really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Excellent Connery in this film. I loved him in it, and I will watch him again in it. How about you? What are you giving him? I think I'm gonna match you, Dylan. You giving him a ten? I gave him a nine point five originally. Uh for the same reasons. He's he's fantastic in this. Uh obviously I'm always excited to see Connery uh in a movie. But yeah, he was he's such a what a good character, what a good man. In Africa. In Africa. Um Yeah, I thought he I thought he was he was brilliant in this movie. So I gave him a nine point five, but you sold me. I think I'm gonna give him an extra point five. Give him a solid ten. Yeah, he's great in this film. Join me in the sunlight. Oh, yeah. 
Alicia stayed under and uh, gave him an eight. All right, so we're not, we're gonna leave her score out for that one. Yeah, we need to give him a perfect score for yeah, this. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a ten. Yes, uh, but man, that is playing by heart. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, our little review of this. Of course, uh, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I, again, I might watch it. this. This might be uh, commentary territory. Who knows? Commentor- we'll do a commentary, commentary territory. Commentary. Commentary. Commentary territory. Com- Commentary, commentary, commentary <laughs> I can rap. <laughs> You're a good rapper. Yeah, uh, I would man, definitely watch yeah. this again. I do a commentary with you on this. Yeah, I think it'd be worth uh, a rewatch together. I th- I'll see why not. Mm. Uh, but man, Though I, I think said, I would find. I think we'd find ourselves being silent a lot of the time because it's because so? it's a good film. Yeah, you know that's maybe. the problem with a good film. You do a commentary for it, you just find yourself watching it because it's a good film. True. You know, I'd be afraid that's what we do. So I don't know. I'd maybe just be down for a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But all right. So with that being said, guys, you know what time it is. After every review, every score is oh, locked in. Fuck we my move nipples. on. <laughs> we move on to. WheelofNames.com to go over and check out the Wheel of Curiosities to see which film we get next week. Dylan, what are you hoping for this week? Okay, so I'm hoping for either uh, Entrapment would be cool so we can um, get his final film of the 90s and uh, get that music continuity of Christopher Young to Christopher Young. That'd be cool. And I've heard Entrapment is very good. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with another Bond to wrap up this little John Barry uh, adventure, even though we'll be back to Barry once we get more Bonds. Um, so I kind of, I kind of want Thunderball and Never Say Never Again. That's kind of well, yeah, what I'm going for. And then what I'm not feature. going for, what I don't want, is another documentary, as we said before. Yes, um, definitely no documentary. I also, I also could go without another rom com that breaks my heart. You know, mm. so how about you? What do you want? What don't you want? Definitely don't want a documentary as well. Uh, not in the mood for it. No. Um, and this is I not, th- folks. This is not because we don't like documentaries. It's just because we want to see the man perform. Yeah. And a lot of these documentaries thing. are kind of obscure and short or over long on subjects. Like, like goal was like. I don't want 90 minutes on football. I don't. It's not as interesting to me. I know it's a little more interesting to you, but. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so I think for what I want, yeah, maybe we'll see a bond. Yeah. Anyone in particular? Um, you know, we're kind of hinted on it today. Maybe uh, you want to live twice. Yeah. Maybe that. And then, but then again, I am, I am excited for the back-to-back episodes of Thunderball and Never Say Never Again. Well, our, our chances are good for that one because we could hit either one. Yeah, and either, whatever we hit, we we hit, we go to, into it. So yeah, let's uh, let's push for that one. Let's do that. Thunder, Thunderball, Never Say Never Again double feature. Come on, universe. Give us Thunderball or Never Say Never Again. Yes. And Mario, you know whose turn it is to spin the wheel. It's me. It's you. I oh make sure boy. all my I, I was actually going through as we were setting up to make sure everything was uh taken out. It looks like everything is up to snuff here. Put it in alphabetical order and we'll 
Yeah, it is an alphabetical yeah. order. Okay. Uh, yeah, looks looks good. Right, playing by heart is out. All right, uh, excellent. Um, yeah. Looks All right. Like, looks so like everything's out. And if again, yeah. if we if we've forgotten it and we land on it, we'll just ignore it. <laughs> we'll watch it again. Yeah, no, you okay. know what? I mean. It, it depends Depending on how on good it is. <laughs> depends on the movie. If it's sort of the valiant, yes. <laughs> oh yes. But all right. It all is right. time. So do a shuffle. Oh yeah, we have a shuffle. I'll say when. And when. Alrighty. All right, I'm ready, ready Mario. Are you ready? Alright, I am ready. To Ladies spin. and gentlemen, it is time to spin the wheel. Of curiosity. Oh my god. Oh my god, Mario, you did it. You, you did it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have you only live twice. Let's All right, so go. I knew I told you it'd be one of three things either a complete random. Uh, either entrapment or something to wrap up the John Barryness. So there we go. We're in. You only live you only twice. Live twice. Let's go. I'm excited. I would have preferred Thunderball myself, but mm. but you only live twice. I'm excited for. It, it matches up because we're getting the shoes. Yeah, look at that. We're getting the shoes, and I love those shoes. I love the little sports car, little sports car. Uh, that's a that's gonna be a fun one, man. It's one. I, this is. I think this is the one. Connery Bond I watched the least. So it I is agree. kind of so it is kind of one that's like exciting to watch when I do put it on. Uh but this is one that like a lot of people like Bond fans will talk about. Like, you know, uh Mike Myers said a lot of Austin Powers. I mean was Dr. Based Evil is Don Donald yeah. Pleasance. Yeah, like that's the entire you know, that's kinda of like where like a lot of the inspiration came from. The sumo wrestling with Fat Bastard in mm. uh Gold Member and stuff like that. So uh yeah, I'm excited to see this one. I'm, I'm it's a like a fresh uh, fresh look because the ones I rewatched the most are the first three. Mm. And diamonds are forever. Uh so this one's a pleasant surprise to watch this one again. You said that very much like it was just an end statement, like not not like it. You were listing a film. The ones I watched the most are the first three, and diamonds are forever. Like it was just a fact. Like <laughs> those oh, movies and, are diamonds. It's like I watch those movies all the time, and cookies are delicious. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well, guys, be sure to show up. Delicious. (laughs) Delicious. Delicious. Be sure, man, to join us next week on Connery Curious for (laughs) You Only Live Twice. Let's go, man. Of course, you can get that from, you know, probably your local library. Is it streaming anywhere? We've Uh, we've forgotten to do this section a lot um, at the end of. Yeah, the bonds are a little easier uh to get to i believe you can find them on you only live twice is on amazon TV prime. To stream. <clears throat> yeah prime is probably the easiest way to rent if you have like a fire stick or something like that you can rent it on youtube for four bucks as well um and they, they pop up you know str- on different platforms all the time so, so you, you can get them on prime sometimes they'll do like select bond movies sometimes for on prime it's weird. Uh, or if you're a Bond fan like us, you might have the lovely box set. So mm. we're, well, I'll be cracking open the box set for this one for sure. Mario, have you ever seen this poster, by the way? Which one? 
Uh, let me share the screen here with you. This poster. You seen this poster? Oh yeah, this one. This one always drives me insane. Where he's of... gripping with his big toe. <laughs> And walking perfectly horizontal with his he's big like, toe. He's like Spider-Man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I it's can't like, wait to watch this movie. Yeah, that's good. Do you want to do this together? I'm down. We got to watch this together. I feel like, have we watched a Bond together since we've done this yet? Um, Dr. No, Goldfinger from Russia with Love. For Russia with Love was separate. Yeah, Goldfinger was separate. Dr. No was separate. Yeah, we haven't watched a Bond together. What's wrong with us? Yeah. So I, th- I think this is a good one to watch together. So, which means f- we only have Thunderball, Diamonds, and Never Say Never Again. With three three Bonds left. Oh, my Lord. That's oh, kind of scary. And we're going to cut through two of them back to back. Yeah. Thunderball, Never Say Never Again. Do you think Diamonds is going to be the last Bond film we do? Oh, that'd be probably. Exciting. That'd be exciting. Yeah, that'd be exciting. I think I think we should do. Do you want to put on the wheel? Do you want to put the From Russia with Love game? Well, I think we discussed we want to like just do that as a separate thing on like YouTube or something, which we will do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so because it's like you know it's 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 Connery in gaming, so it's, I think that's the only game. He's ever been in. I could be wrong, but like, well, I'll look into it. But yeah, we gotta do that as, as a separate like series. We'll do it as a series, yeah. okay? And just go through the whole point. game. Yeah, we'll do like we'll we'll make it like a five or six part series, however long the game is. We'll do like segments, like two missions at a time or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, look out for that. We're gonna, we're, we're we're going to do video content very soon, guys. We mm-hmm. got some cool things in the works. Uh, a lot of things have been changing on my side of things as well. Uh, so uh, we're gonna make some cool stuff very soon. Mm. We, we we still uh, love the support and you know talking to some of you guys on Instagram and stuff like that and seeing you guys you know like our stuff. So we, we, merch we appreciate coming. it. Merch is coming. Yes, absolutely. Uh, now I wish uh, merch. Can you get out of the corner there? It's really yeah. you're, you're making <laughs> us uncomfortable. You're just jerking yeah, off right? in the corner over there. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> This no, 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 don't show. come on me. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't come on all of us. Get off this podcast. <sighs> I mean, get out of here. <laughs> uh, but all right, guys, next week we'll be back. Well, Sean Connery will return in You Only Live Twice. Until then, I've been Mario Lima. And I've been Dylan Titus. And as always, folks, stay curious. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Frigginers Media podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and a network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a great day, but also, remember, stay curious. Good. We must go and give your mother the good news. 
and I'll go count my money. 